Doodle Bible School. Doodle Bible School. It's time for school with the doodles. <laughs> Glad to see you guys. Thanks for being with me. Here we are together doing this thing. Can't just wait to get after it with you. That didn't rhyme, but I'm not in a poetic mood. <laughs> Maybe I'll get better as the day wears on. I don't know. Doodle Bible School. Yeah, time to doodle, guys. Glad to have you here. Well, you know how this thing works. We were talking about basic Bible, and it's great for homeschool, school, Sunday school curriculum, all kinds of stuff. But what we're dealing with is experiencing Exodus. You see old Moses there, he's divided the Red Sea, and we're getting after it. You see what I'm saying? Experiencing Exodus. All right. What you guys need is your doodlators, because if you don't have your doodlators, how are you going to do the doodle? And so get your doodlator and your doodlady and ready to go, okay? I'm going to click this screen, and when I do, we're going to begin to review. Now, remember, there's like 40 chapters in this book, and so... We had to get a lot of stuff on our head. We're going to be in it all year long. It's going to be good, but we got to got a lot of yeah, got a lot of stuff to get in our head. Here we go. Chapter one. Remember that they're in bondage. Moses born, burning bush. Moses and Aaron are going to team up. Pharaoh, mean old Pharaoh, is going to make them have the same amount of bricks, even though they got to gather straw on top of that. And the family tree. Last time you might remember Moses and Aaron's family tree. Well, guess what's going to happen today. We're finally going to get into, okay, Pharaoh, enough's enough. God's had enough, and now he's going to really begin judging, and he is going to begin punishing Egypt, specifically because of Pharaoh's lack of belief. Now, if you look at that real close, you see how it's got all blown up there. You can obviously see the seven right here, okay? But that's supposed to be water. That's the staff that is going to be striking the, the Red Sea and turning it into blood. <laughs> okay, so water to blood is our thing today. All right, you guys know how to do water, right? Just give me some loops here. Okay, you got the water. All right, now chat, we're going to take one of your loops. Doesn't matter which one. Let's just call this one the loop. Okay, this is going to be our loop. Make it a little bit like that, a little bit thicker, thicker. That's what I'm trying to say, thicker. I know that looks a little weird, the seven going backwards there, but you got to have that because, as you can see, let me drop the. As you can see from Gabriel's drawing here, um, that's the way we're going to make our uh, seven, okay? Uh, now, the other part, we're just going to take at the other end of the loop, okay? Just kind of come down here like that, okay? And then you can make other things kind of come in like this if you want. But now we got to draw the staff. You start up here, and the wide part of the staff should be at the top, like that, okay? And you take that middle part out. And then you can put some lines in here so it makes it kind of look like it's a wooden staff. Oh, look what Gabriel did. See how he's got that little thing there? That That's cute. And that kind of, I don't know why I did too much there. But anyhow. <laughs> and that makes it look like it's a wooden staff being stuck into the water. And then you got all the this stuff here. Okay, that's supposed to be blood that's coming up. It's turning it into blood. That's not too bad. We did actually pretty good. You see the seven there? Okay. All right. I'm going to put that right over here so that you guys can admire our artistic work. My staff's a little bit fatter <laughs> than, than Gabriel's. By the time that gets up here where he's holding on to, it's going to be the size of a log. <laughs> but that's okay. It's fun to doodle. But everybody sees the seven, right? You see the seven right there? All right. Good deal. That's how you're supposed to remember that in chapter seven, we're going to turn water into blood. 
Now, there's another thing that's going to happen in chapter 7 that you can also remember is this same staff is going to be used to turn into a serpent. And uh, then uh, that's really scary stuff. <laughs> but we're not going to really talk about that today. Uh, but it turns into a snake. And uh, then uh, Aaron's snake is going to eat up all the other snakes. Kind of a cool story. That's the first part of the chapter. Read it for yourself. We're actually going to deal with the part where the Nile River is turned into blood. So that's what you got to remember. You got it in your head? All right, here's your question that I'm going to ask you on the final test. I'm going to require that you tell me what is the theme of Exodus chapter 7 and can you doodlate it, which clearly you can because you done did. <laughs> that point should pin all the way down here instead of putting it over there. But hey, I'm not the doodlater that I my son is. But anyhow, there you go. So what's the theme of chapter 7? See the 7? Water to blood. Water to blood. You got it in your head? Good. Let's be silly. Here's my llama fella, friend. Fellow friend, llama. <laughs> what do you call a bee that buzzes quietly? Got this bee. He's buzzing around my head, but it's a very, very quiet buzz. <laughs> that might be even creepier <laughs> than, than bees that have other kind of buzzes. But anyhow, what do you call a bee that buzzes quietly? You call him a mumblebee. <laughs> Not a bumble, a mumble. Because he is quietly. He's kind of mumbling his buzz. <laughs> Uh, do you ever have a fly? It doesn't happen so much with bees with me, but ever have a fly in the bedroom when you're trying to go to sleep at night? And you know, it's all over the place. You got to get up, get the fly swatter because it's anyhow. What do you call a bee that buzzes quietly? It's called a mumblebee. <laughs> all right, segment number two. Watch it right here. Make a memory. No, never mind. You can watch it up here, not there. Make a memory. Stick it right there in the old head and don't let it go because we're making it a memory. All right, here we go. Memory. we got to have a verse. And so Moses is going to say, look, guys, as I divide the Red Sea, all you got to do is say it five times. <laughs> okay, we can do that. Now, it's a little bit of a longer memory verse. Some of the memory verses are long. Some of them are short. I'll try to keep it balanced. But anyhow, thus says the Lord. 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 And by the way, I, it's something I haven't mentioned in the past, but you can... As you're trying to memorize these things, if you try to make it silly, kind of get it into your head, or make it like it's a rhyme, so that helps a lot. But one of the things I have done in the past is I've tried to memorize things, is put the emphasis on each of the different words of that phrase. Thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. You see how I emphasized each of those words? And that kind of drills it into your brain as well. You just say it five times over and over. And again, like, you know, if you can't get it that way, you can always leave blanks. Put it on sticky notes all around the house. Every time you pass a sticky note, you got to fill in the blanks. Thus says the, I think you already know it. <laughs> and so then you just go through and you have know, five and you, whoop, whoop. And you got it right there. Sticking in the old gourd. Making a memory. All right. Now, if I were to ask you a question, or maybe two about this particular memorization process. Here are the two questions I would ask. What was used to turn the water into blood? Can you quote the memory verse? Thus says the Lord. I got the first line. <laughs> I bet you guys got that line too, don't you? Thus says the Lord. We got that one stuck in our head. 
All right, so that would be the test question that I would use moms and dads to prepare my students for the final test. There's 10 questions on the final test. All right, let us be silly once again with my geese friends. Doctor, doctor, I feel like a sheep. Oh dear, that's bad. <laughs> it wasn't the typical kind of joke that I used, but I thought, that's kind of cute. We can do that. We can use that one, okay? Doctor, doctor, I feel like a sheep. <laughs> My geese guy, he feels like a sheep. What in the world? Doctor, I feel like a sheep. Oh, dear. That's bad. <laughs> that means the doctor's a sheep, too. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was funny. Evidently, you don't. But that's okay. You don't have to laugh with me if you don't want to. But I thought it was funny. <laughs> All right, segment number three. Ponder the passage. Sit by the pond and hum. Hmm, I wonder what that passage is all about. This is where I put up part of the passage and we say to ourselves, let's look at that a little bit in deeper detail. <laughs> okay, go this way, Sonny. All right, here's the part of the passage. Oh, dear. Got to say goodbye to our doodle. See you, doodle. All right, doodle has been discarded. All right, Exodus chapter 7. Uh, and the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, take your staff and stretch your hand over the waters of Egypt. Now you might notice that this is Moses speaking to Aaron. Earlier on in this chapter, God says to Moses, here's the way it's going to work. I'm going to tell you, you're going to tell Aaron, Aaron's going to tell Pharaoh. And so you're going to be Moses, you're going to be almost like me. You're going to be like God to, to uh, Pharaoh. And Aaron is going to be like your prophet, the one who speaks forth your words. Okay, And so I want you to notice that it's Aaron who's supposed to take the staff in this particular example. Where's our little thingy dingy? Okay, it's Aaron who's, oh, I, I forgot. We got it up here. Look at there. You can just look up there. Aaron's supposed to take the staff. So when I ask that question, who was it, whose staff, or who took, who takes the staff? It's Aaron, okay? Uh, take your staff and stretch it out, over the hand, uh, out your hand over the waters of Egypt over their rivers, their canals, their ponds, and all the pools of water, so that they may become blood, and there shall be blood throughout all the land of Egypt. And so he stretches out. So it might be that Aaron takes the staff and he stretches it out over Egypt. Later on, we're going to see that Moses or somebody's going to strike the water. That may Maybe Moses takes the staff at this point and jams it into the... I don't know. I don't know. The Bible doesn't really say very clearly. So all the, the water in the land of Egypt is going to turn into blood, even in the vessels of wood and the vessels of stone, which means they've already collected some water. Before this miracle takes place, they've already had some water that they stored in their house. Guess what? It's going to turn to blood, too. That's kind of creepy, isn't it? Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded. In the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants, he lifted up uh, the staff and he struck the water of the Nile. So is that the same thing when he strikes the water of the Nile? Is that the same thing as when Aaron takes it and waves it over the water? I don't know. But they're going to make this thing happen. And is the fish in the Nile died? The Nile stank? I mean, it's... And so it stunk so much that the Egyptians could not drink the water from the Nile. There was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. So how far did this miracle stretch? Was it just right there at that spot where Pharaoh was at? Or did it, no, all the land of Egypt. That's a lot of bloody water. But the magicians of Egypt did the same by their secret arts. How did they do that? I don't know. But they were able to duplicate this thing. And because they were able to duplicate it, Pharaoh says, ah, that's no big deal. 
So Pharaoh's heart remained hardened, and he would not listen to them, as the Lord had said. Pharaoh turned and went into his house, and he did not take even this to heart. And all the Egyptians dug along the Nile River for water to drink, for they could not drink the water of the Nile. It's interesting how God has made earth, land, dirt. He, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a natural filtering system. And so when nastiness happens, it comes through the rocks and the soil and all that, and, and it becomes clean. Well, evidently, that's what happens here with the Egyptians. They couldn't go to the Nile because it's turned to blood. But if they dug deeper in from the Nile, it evidently was still water that they could drink. And so they did. So the Egyptians dug along the Nile in order to get something to drink. Seven full days passed after the Lord struck the Nile. All right, there's your five questions that you're going to have with regards to the bulk of this material. I think you got it. They're underlined. If you see what's underlined, that's going to be a question. You might want to study that one. All right. Here are the five questions just so that I give them to you ahead of time and you can have them. Screenshot that if you want to study up on it. See, this is the last one. How did the Egyptians get water to drink during this time? They couldn't drink the water in the Nile. Huh? Remember, they dug along the banks deeper in. All right, you got those questions? Whoop, whoop. All right, let's just enter into a period of silliness. <laughs> All right, here's the little girl with her lemon. What can fly through space and is crunchy? <laughs> I don't know. Crunchy alien? <laughs> flies through space and is crunchy. What flies through space and is crunchy? A rocket chip. <laughs> that was pretty good. A rocket chip. It flies, flies through chip to chip in it. I thought it was pretty good. Rocket chip. She's not really sure. She she got her hand like, I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> he likes it, though. All right. Here we go. Segment number four. In segment number four, we're going to have... A Apply the why. We're going to ask ourselves, why do we even want to study Exodus chapter 7? Glad you asked. Here we go. One little section here that I thought was really cool in Exodus chapter 7 that I wanted to draw your attention to. Uh, there shall be blood throughout the land of Egypt. Even the vessels of wood and the vessels of stone will be turned into blood. Have you ever <clears throat> maybe made Kool-Aid and you got this pitcher and it's just it's full of water? pure, clean. You can look right through the water because it's, you know, it's clear and all that kind of, And then you add the Kool-Aid and all of, a sudden, all of a sudden it takes on the color. And so that's kind of, I've seen some people when they were doing this particular lesson who've done that and they've added Kool-Aid so it looked like the water turned to blood, that kind of thing. But here's my question for you. What would you feel, or excuse me, how would you feel if you went to get a drink and the water in the pitcher was stinky blood? What, how would you feel about that? Because that's what happened, remember, with all the Egyptians. <clears throat> they, they not only can't go to the river to draw water, but all the water that they had stored up ahead of time before the miracle, it has turned to blood too. And how nasty would that be? If you're somewhere a distance away from where Pharaoh sees this miracle happen, you didn't even know what was going on. And you just, I think I'll get me a drink. And you go and you get you a pitcher. And, and it's not just red. It's not like Kool-Aid. It's like probably thicker. You know what I'm saying? And it stinks. How would you feel about that? What would be your sensation? That's the question I want you to... Uh, I'm trying to put you in the place of the Egyptians. Now remember, the reason God is doing this is to remind them, you had an opportunity 
to really honor me and honor my people. Remember, it's because of God, if you study the last part of the book of Genesis, it's because of God that Egypt is even surviving. Because of Joseph, God told Joseph what to do with regards to the great famine that came upon the earth. And all, you know, man, and, and so they should have remembered, but they didn't. And they rejected God, and now God is rejecting them, and he's punishing them. One of the ways he's punishing them is stinky, bloody water. I think I'd have learned my lesson on that one, but it takes a lot more. We're going to have to do nine more. There's ten plagues, as you know. All right, got that one? Here is the question for that particular segment. How would you feel if you went to get a drink and the water in the pitcher was stinky blood? How would you feel? You don't have to write me a book. Just write me a sentence. I would feel like you can do this. All right, here's our good friend pulling at his lip. What did the cucumber say to the pickle? If you had a cucumber speaking to a pickle, what might the cucumber say to that pickle? By the way, that's the way you get pickles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Anyhow, cucumber says to the pickle, you mean a great deal to me. <laughs> Not deal, dill. Dill pickles? <laughs> you mean a great deal to me. <laughs> He's not sure about that one. I'm not either, but I thought it was okay, so I decided to include it in our time together. All right, guys, that brings us to segment number five. We all know what that means. The dude. <laughs> Just strangling that dinosaur. You know how dot-com dinosaurs going to have long necks? Because of that guy. <laughs> not really. Uh, do you really have to? Do we really? Yeah, we really do. We, 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 we really do. It's time to test. What I'm going to do, folks, I'm going to take this finger right here, this one, this one right here, the one that's waggling right there, that one. I'm going to go right down here, right? And you know, I'm going to hit a button. And when I hit that button, you know what's going to happen? Screen's going to change, and you're going to have questions. All the questions for this entire lesson. Here they come. Whoop, whoop. I told you. There it is, test number seven. All you got to do, screenshot that. You have every test on the final test. You, every question on the final test, you will have it, dude. So there they are, all ten of them. So, here, I'll give you. Did you get it? Didn't you take the picture yet? I got a nice stop smiling. <laughs> there they are, right there. And this guy here, he believes in you, and so do I. Well, there you go. Chapter 7, an exciting chapter as we begin to see the plagues that God is going to put off onto Egypt. Next time, another plague. You'll see a picture, silly picture that Gabriel drew that will help you to remember what happens in Chapter 8. But right now, we're in Chapter 7. And in Chapter 7, guess what's going to happen? Water to blood. Thank you for being here. I love you. I really do. Sonny Chow saying, be there. Matthew 16, 26.